Hey guys, Josh Tufty here with Edge Fitness and Combat Arts in High Point, North Carolina. Wanted to have a conversation with you all today about eating healthy, dieting, and the different types of diets that you go through. Particularly, this podcast was inspired by a conversation that I had with a member the other day of our gym who was still eating at a very large calorie deficit every single day but they wanted to gain a significant amount of size and strength on a strength training program. And they hadn't realized yet that there was a difference between eating to lose weight and eating to gain muscle mass and overall power inside your body. So before we go into all that, I wanna talk to you about our general stance upon dieting, eating healthy, lifestyle changes, whatever you wanna call it here at Edge Fitness. We are generally, and there are exceptions, but generally relatively opposed to people starting off with short-term high-impact diets. And what I mean by those is the four weeks to lose 40 pounds bikini body boot camps, the 12-week salmon-only, I'm going to lose eight pounds a day, and that's an exaggeration, but you get the idea. These four, six, eight, 10, 12-week programs and not all of them are bad. There are actually some really great ones out there. I've done a considerable amount of them myself, being a professional athlete, making weight, you know, doing all these tricks, so to say, to get your body to drop that excess weight. Not all of that's bad. The problem comes in, and this is why we're against starting with those, is if you do that, and then after whatever time period it is, you go back to your old eating habits, your weight will get into this yo-yo pattern and you'll go down. And then as soon as you're off the program, you go right back up and down and up and so on and so forth versus what we like to do more, which is start off with a long-term sustainable lifestyle change. Take three or four months of eating healthy, sensible and smart, get yourself in the habit of that. That way, when you decide to go on those plans, which are not inherently bad, and you get those massive results, when you go off those plans, because they're not sustainable for your entire life generally, you don't gain all that weight back. So let's say Julie joins Edge Fitness in High Point because it's like the coolest place ever in January. And she over the course of five months, she loses about 15 to 20 pounds. She feels great, but she's just got a little bit of extra weight. That last eight or 10 pounds, she can't quite seem to lose. And she's going to the beach four weeks from now. Then Julie comes to us and we say, hey, here's this four weeks rapid fat loss program. You're gonna cut your carbs. You're gonna increase your water. You're gonna eat and drink these specific things at these specific times. And for those four weeks, she goes on a super strict, relatively difficult, but effective diet. And then once she's done, she goes to the beach. She feels great. Maybe she dropped three or four or five of those pounds, whatever it is. Maybe it's a little bit more weight. But when she comes back from it, she doesn't 
gain all that weight back instantly because she had those initial four or five months of eating lean meats, making sure she's getting plenty of vegetables, making sure she has protein and fiber and all her vitamins and minerals, the basics, so that when she's done with that, she comes back to a healthy lifestyle routine, even if it's not as extreme as that four-week plan. Now, let me move on to the next topic, our main topic. Julie, who is trying to lose weight, generally is going to attempt to be at what we call a calorie deficit. Every day, she's going to try to eat less calories than she burns through workout, through walking, through talking, through doing her job. And that's a calculation that you and your trainer can make fairly easily as far as how many calories you need to sustain your weight. And then you just adjust down based upon how aggressive you want your weight loss to be. Pretty much every diet in history is some sort of play upon different tricks to get you to eat at a calorie deficit every day. So that's not a bad thing. She's shrinking. That's what she wants to do. The weight loss is coming. It works 95% of the time. However, if Julie says, hey, you know what? Now I want to go on a aggressive strength training program because I want to do, we'll just say a mud run. And she wants to get up the walls. She wants to be able to do the ropes. She wants to be able to go across the monkey bars and all those crazy things that you need to be strong for. And so she's going to go on a eight week strength gaining program. She's going to do pull-ups. She's going to lift weights. She's going to include deadlifts. She's going to start doing sprints, all these high intensity exercises, but she's still getting a two to 400 calorie a day deficit. What's going to happen is Julie's going to realize maybe two or three weeks in that her body A is really beat up and B she's not experiencing most likely the gains in her strength that she's really looking to receive. And the reason is gaining things requires more fuel. Losing things requires you to eliminate that fuel. So if you want to lose weight, you take the calories away. But if you want to gain strength, and this applies to bodybuilders, this applies to powerlifters, this applies to people who are trying to do extra normal feats of strength, that can be... Uh, you know, doing triathlons, that can be long distance swimming or biking, this can be anything in the form of a high intensity activity or exercise. If you want to have your body rebuild itself properly, quickly, and with the highest benefit to you, you have to add the building blocks to make sure you can rejuvenate yourself properly. So they were having a hard time with this our member at the gym. And so what we did is we talked about three simple things that they can do to add a little bit of extra food, add a little bit of extra calories, so to say, and make sure that their body was rebuilding them at the same time. So the first thing was they had to drink at least a gallon of water a day. Now you may hate me because you have to go to the restroom so often on this. However, more than 70% of your body is made up of water. And if you're going to abuse your body, so to say, 
with intense training, you need to make sure you're giving it its main building block, which is water. Second, number two, you gotta make sure you're adding in the protein. There's a reason why I say protein and not calories. Because if I'm eating protein-rich foods and I'm adding extras of those in, I'm automatically going to get the calories and they're going to be good healthy calories. If you want to gain mass, or at least what we call functional or usable mass, you don't want to just go out and eat a whole bunch of pizza and Twinkies and Twizzlers. You want to make sure that you're getting good fuel for your body. And so that means lean meats. That means extra vegetables. That means beans. That means all those things that are going to fill you up and give your body those building blocks it needs. So focus on adding that protein and the extra calories will come. A very aggressive rule for the average person is to add one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Now that's a very aggressive rule, but if you shoot for that and you fall short and say you get 0.6 grams of protein per pound of body weight. That would be just fine. So add that protein in. And the third thing I told them to do was to make sure that they have healthy snacks with them all the time. Beef jerky, handful of nuts, different things like that, that they can nibble on when those, when that hunger kicks in and they don't have to stop at Krispy Kreme or Burger King or McDonald's or something like that. Not that those places aren't incredibly tasty, not that you don't want to have a cheat day there every once in a while, but if you're trying to gain functional mass, you need to make sure you have healthy snacks because your body is going to need that fuel and you want to have the healthy stuff on hand for when it's needed. And just to throw a little bit of tidbit in there, one of the other things we talked about was when you're doing these intense types of trainings, when you're trying to get into the more high-level athletic activities, one thing people often overlook is getting the proper amount of sleep. And we're going to do a whole podcast on this pretty soon, but I've learned it the hard way. Everybody in fitness that's been a high-level athlete learns it the hard way. You have to make sure you're resting to get your body to refuel and rebuild itself. So I hope these three tips to help you eat to gain strength work I hope you find them relatively easy to apply, drinking that water, making sure you get your fuel, getting that extra protein, and last but not least, having those healthy snacks always on hand so when you get the munchies, you don't have to blow your diet. I'm Josh Tufty signing off with Edge Fitness and Combat Arts in High Point, North Carolina. I hope you all have a great day.